This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Bustin' Loose Baseball, hosted by Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer, gives you in-depth analytics and interviews on everything baseball in the nation's capital. Now, here's your host, Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer. One of the pitchers who's having a very good year is Jackson Rutledge. He was awesome in double-A, got promoted to triple-A, made his first start, which we talked about in this conversation. Uh, Here was our chat with Rutledge. And we are joined by Jackson Rutledge, now 24 years old and one call away from the major leagues after making his triple-A debut this week. Jackson, thanks for joining us on Bustin' Loose Baseball. Yeah, thanks for having me. What a season it's been for you so far, man. What the last couple of years, really, is you're, you've been healthy. You've been able to just stay on the mound and pitch, and you're starting to climb pretty quickly through the minors. You know, last year I got to see a bunch in Fredericksburg, and while you were really good at times in Fredericksburg because of your age and a couple of years removed from first round, I think a lot of people just wanted to see at higher levels. And this year you've been able to pitch at double-A and now triple-A. You've thrown really well, having one of your best years in the minors, ERA in the threes, over 70 innings, and now 206 batting average. So I guess let's just start with how you're feeling about your season so far. Yeah, I've been I've been happy with it so far. I think, um, you know, kind of getting into double A is, is where games, I guess, start to mean a little bit more. Um, wins and losses start to matter. Um, and so for me, it was, you know, kind of every fifth or sixth day being able to go out um, and compete to my best ability. And that's what I've done, um, giving my team a chance to win every time. And, um, you know, I, I know wins and losses uh, and records for pitchers don't really matter as much as they used to. But um, for me, that's kind of something I take pride in is is uh, getting my team going and excited to win a game and, and feeling like every time out there that, that we have a chance. Well, and you just got the call up to AAA. What was that experience like? Yeah, it was exciting. It was, uh, it was a bit of a whirlwind. Um, you know, kind of first day going to the clubhouse and meeting a bunch of guys for the first time and then going out and pitching was a little bit odd. And um, Definitely a couple different rule changes, different baseball. Uh, got the pitch comms um, and the, the auto zone last night was a bit odd. Got to adjust to that. But, um, yeah, very exciting and, um, you know, looking forward to, to continuing on with it. So I actually want to get into some of those rule changes and differences. But real quick, let's just talk about the outing. Uh, three and two thirds. You only gave up two hits. So uh, here you are, kind of still unhittable. Uh, but because of some walks, I think you had six walks. You ended up giving up more runs than you have in most of your outings in Double A. Was it a matter of kind of getting used to the baseball, or a little bit of everything with the automated strike zone, or did you just, you know, even if you were still in Double A on a night like last night, do you feel like you would have 
had some walks because he didn't have the best stuff? Or what was the uh, story last night? Yeah, I think um, you know, there's there's plenty of excuses I could use. Uh, the baseball, the the strike zone, the the different hitters um, being more patient. But at the end of the day, I gotta throw I gotta throw more strikes is what it is. Um, and so we gotta make the adjustments and get gotta get used to pitching at this level um, using that baseball and uh, you know continuing to to I guess just uh, refine where my sights are and and um, attack the zone earlier. I got I just got behind way too often and. Um, you know, that's not a recipe for success for anybody. So um, even even how good my stuff was and, and only got two hits and um, really only hit one ball hard, um, I think, you know, just just attacking early and, and getting ahead is going to be going to be the key to it. Well, and how much of that is, you know, you mentioned both the ball and the strike zone, which one's harder to adjust to? Because obviously with with a strike zone and working with an umpire, you can kind of figure out which side of the plate, maybe you can get a little extra and, you know, maybe he's squeezing you a little bit, but with the automated strike zone, it's kind of set what it is. Which one's the more difficult to adjust to getting into triple A now? Well, I think the strangest thing about the, the auto automatic strike zone is that um, you can't really ask where the pitch missed. Um, I asked the umpire after the first inning, Hey, where'd that curveball miss? And he said, I have no idea. <laughs> so, um, it's it's a bit odd um, because you you kind of feel out the zone throughout the game. You go, hey, was that down? And you no, know, that was away. And you go, okay, I can adjust to that and 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 figure it out like that. But um, I think that's that's going to be something that's interesting. Obviously, it's unique to this level at this point. Um, and even you know the second half of the series, you you get a real umpire. Um, so it's it's something to adjust to. I think the baseball is just going to take a little bit uh, of time, a couple of days of playing catch. I'm not too worried about that. Um, but just I got to adjust. You guys are doing the automated system fully electronic, not a challenge system, right? On weekday games is is what I believe. So, okay, but then weekends is still umpires. Umpires with a challenge, yes. Oh, okay. So it is challenge system. Interesting. So I guess I can't ask you yet which one you prefer, but more generally, I mean, as a baseball fan and as a pitcher, do you like the idea ultimately of electronic strike zone or do you enjoy the human error element with the umpires? I prefer to throw to a real umpire, but I do like the idea of a challenge. Um, I think that's in, in the clubhouse. That's the majority of the people like the, uh, um, the, the real umpire. And I think, uh, you know, they talk about walks being up in AAA this year. And I think, you know, obviously that's the, the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday games is all the walks are up because of, um, more patient hitters because they know those kind of like 50, 50 balls are always going to be a ball. Um, and so it's, 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 I think it's gonna eventually, make the game a little bit more boring to watch if those walks are up, which is kind of the whole point of why we added the pitch clock is to make it more exciting and put more balls in play. Um, but you know, obviously it's small sample size, so we'll see how it works out. Well, and you had your first time pitching with it last night. Did it feel like every pitch was perfect? Did it feel like maybe there were a couple that you thought were strikes didn't get called or were you getting anything on the black? Was it pretty black and white? How'd you feel about it? Yeah, I thought um, really the up and down stuff was the challenge for me because you know it changes based on a hitter's height um so i couldn't really tell where the top of the zone was and so that's something that i gotta learn um how to gauge and how to how to adjust to um definitely i obviously wasn't getting half a ball off a ball off like you would um in a double a game but that's 
you know, what big league umpires are, are going to call anyway. So it, that doesn't really matter. But um, I think just kind of figuring out where the zone is, uh, is the important thing. Maybe it's just my general annoyance with umpires. But if you ask a guy, hey, where did that miss? Like, give me an answer, dude. Because he, he's doing his tough guy like, I asked the robot. I, this isn't a human thing anymore. They, they fired me. So he's doing his tough guy routine. I don't know where it missed, Jackson. I can't answer that. Just answer, bro. Like that that's annoying to me. Well, I think the the one I asked last night, he legitimately didn't know. <laughs> like so, he thought maybe it was a strike or or just like I think so. It was a curveball. Yeah. He said maybe it was up, maybe it was in. I'm not really sure. But um, you know, that's that's part of it. Jackson Rutledge, Nats pitching prospects. So Toby and I actually got to see in person a couple weeks ago. We went and saw uh, Harrisburg and Bowie uh when you were pitching in that game. We we went and saw uh James Wood and and the fellas come through town. He had a home run in that game. So it was cool to get to see you recently. I mean, you've been throwing the ball really well. Uh, for Nats fans who haven't seen you, you just give us an update on kind of the, the pitches you're using right now, the velocities, and kind of what the repertoire looks like at this moment. Yeah, the uh, the four seam and the two seam, um, kind of mixing those uh, in the you know, 94 to 96 range usually. Uh, change-ups, uh, been a big pitch for me at, uh, around the 88 mark. And then, um, slider is, um, starting to really come together. I think even this last outing, I threw some good ones that were, um, you know, kind of 86, 87, hopefully. And then, uh, I've kind of added in a curveball um, towards the beginning of the season, um, around the, the 80 mark. And you've seemed to really turn a corner this season and get things really figured out. You obviously pitch really well at double A now in triple A. What do you think has been the difference this year for you to allow you to turn that corner? I think my body feels so much better and I'm so much more aware of how I'm moving and, and what I'm doing. Um, just, you know, being able to make in-game adjustments um, pretty quickly uh, has been important for me. And, and uh, you know, how my how my lower half is functioning has improved a ton using my legs more. Um getting, you know, less rotational with upper body and, and getting my, my arm on time has been um, just allowed me to, you know, be healthy and continue to work on stuff even between starts and, and not really be that sore. And um, obviously making every appearance, um, making every start other than the one that I was ill for, but we won't, uh, uh, we won't count that one. But um, yeah, it's just been, I've been able to compete at uh, to the best of my ability every time out. Was that off-season program stuff that you worked on with the legs? And uh, do, do you kind of credit yourself and maybe someone that you went to? Or is that Nats system folks that have really ironed those things out with you? Like, give me an idea of what you've improved and how. Yeah, I think it's a combination of everything. Um, I mean, the past two years, I've had Joel Hanrahan uh, and Fred Fredericksburg and then in, in Harrisburg this year. And, you know, he's he's been a big help to me. Um I think we, we worked well together and uh, he was able to kind of just keep me in check and, and make sure I'm, I'm, I'm moving correctly. And I definitely made a lot of big adjustments this off season um, as far as, you know, even just my wind up and my motion is a little bit different, a little bit starting closed off um, in order to get my back hip a little bit better. Um, just kind of really, really getting into, you know, what they call a hinge um, as, as I'm lifting my leg instead of uh, more of a squat where I'm getting out of my quad and getting into, into my glutes and all that and, 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 uh, getting down the mound, uh, more efficiently. And, um, yeah, I definitely have a lot of people to, um, uh, give credit to, but, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a combination. For 
listeners that aren't as familiar with you, Jackson, you're a six eight guy. You're pretty tall. So how difficult is it? You mentioned going through some of these different things. How difficult is it to find that delivery and have repeated mechanics being that tall, having the longer levers, long legs, all those things? How difficult is that and how difficult has it been for you to find that perfect motion so that you can stay healthy, so that you can be effective as well? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really think about um, you know my size as being a, a contributing factor to being difficult. Um, I think it... You know, it's just a little bit more of an advantage is what I think of it as. Um, so for me, it's, it's not really um, it's not really something that I kind of concern myself with. I know um, it, it, it might play a factor. It might not, but um, it's not really something I think about. 206 average against, just unhittable this season at the two highest levels of the minors here, and a 1.15 whip for Jackson Rutledge. He's had a really good season. So when we saw you, a couple things that stood out to me. You hide the ball really well. And you kind of talked about like um, some of the the changes you've made being closed off, but you kind of start really closed off. And then, you know, the ball's almost like behind you as you're coming to the plate with that size and that extension. I'd imagine I haven't seen the numbers, but based on your height, I'd imagine you have elite extension and it it looks like the ball's being released kind of out toward home plate. Um, that's number one. And number two, you pitched inside. Maybe it was just that game, like a lot. You came up and in, I think you even hit a guy. Well, it has to be the, just an uncomfortable at bat, like petrifying at bat at times. Um, so thoughts on those two things. Have you always been that closed off and kind of deceptive? Like we were sitting right by on plate. I couldn't really pick up the ball at all. So, yeah, I, I think I have not been that closed off. Um, that was kind of an adjustment I made this off season. And the hiding the ball is almost more of a byproduct of, of the adjustment I made because it was more okay. a mechanical um, trying to get down the mound adjustment. And so um, the hiding the ball is definitely uh, also sort of a, a, a happy side effect. Um, as far as pitching in, you know, the goal that I have every at bat is to make somebody take a bad swing, to make somebody take an uncomfortable swing. It's not necessarily to get a swing and miss or to strike a guy out, it's to, you know, maybe I, I run a two seam into a righty and you take it off the hands. That's, that's the goal. Um, more so than, uh, letting them just take a comfortable swing. Um, and so, you know, hiding the ball definitely contributes to that, you know, going in off, um, definitely helps. Uh, I, I see myself as an old school type of guy. I like to, to move feet every once in a while. And I think that's sort of a lost art. Um, so that's, that's just my goal is try to make people take bad swings. Yeah. And so when we watched you, like, like Grant was saying, I mean, it's an intimidating at bat. You look intimidating being closed off. We talked about how in the majors, Giancarlo Stanton having that closed batting stance is almost more intimidating than some guys just because they have an open stance. You're intimidating on the mound being as tall as you are. And then a closed thing. And so how aware are you that you can be a difficult at-bat? Because some people talked about, I think it might have been Roger Clemens a long time ago, talked about stepping into the box and facing pitching and saw 100 go by and realized it's kind of hard to hit that. And <laughs> how difficult is it, you know, how much have you seen that in yourself? Have you realized that, that, hey, man, I'm becoming more unhittable as I've gone through, so maybe I can trust my stuff a little bit more? Yeah, I think, um, you know, this year I've I've – kind of emphasized making sure that I'm going through my own scouting report before games. Uh, and so kind of knowing what pitches I can throw and be confident in um, has been important. And so, you know, kind of that second time, third, 
or second or third time time through the lineup, um, it's almost like let's see if they've made an adjustment to this to whatever game plan that I've had, and if not, um, you know, continue to do it until they prove me until they prove that they can make an adjustment. And so even uh, you know my last outing in Double A, it was like raining, um, was having issues holding the ball. Um, it was super humid, and I threw like 75% fastballs um, because I could, because they weren't adjusting to it. Um, and so that's, you know, something where it's like, I don't have to be fancy. I don't have to flip curveballs in here because I can just go at them with my fastball and, and my sinker and, and still have success. And, you know, that's okay. That's great. And maybe, maybe another day I'll, I'll throw a bunch of sliders and, and they can't adjust to it and that's fine. Um, so it's, it's just about having, having confidence and in, in whatever pitch is working. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. 24-year-old season for Jackson Rutledge, just turned 24 at the start of the campaign in April, won't be 25 until next year. So young for his level now at AAA and on the precipice of a big league call. We're going to see him in the majors this summer at some point, it looks like, uh, based on the trajectory right now. You just said something about strikeouts, though, that I found interesting. You talked about your goal is really not to get a bunch of punch outs, but to get a bad swing, weak contact, which is the result, too. I mean, that's what's happening. That's what you're getting. It's interesting because for a, a first-round pick and a top prospect, I think everyone, you know, I know just skimming through minor league box scores a lot of times, I'm guilty of this. With pitchers, I'll look at, like, I, I look at ERA, but I got to be honest, I've been in ballparks where errors and hits, like, I, I don't know what people are thinking in the minor leagues sometimes. <laughs> and, like, the ERA numbers can be out of whack because of that. Or you could have one bad outing and seven really good ones and have a three-and-a-half ERA or something. So I'm always looking for numbers that I care about. And I look at average against. I look at strikeout rate, things like that. Like this year, you've got fewer Ks than innings pitched. Similar, right right around nine, I think, 72 innings, 65 strikeouts. But like for you, I've kind of been saying that that isn't really all that telling or, or problematic. And I just, I'm curious, first of all, for a thought on that, but also like what numbers do you care about and do you take seriously? I mean, you referenced you, you do like wins and losses a little bit at the beginning of the conversation. You're six and one. But like what are the things individually that, uh, you consider a priority after a game you look at and say, okay, I did well because this number tells me so. Yeah, I think for me, the most important thing is innings pitched um, because that tells you that I was efficient. That tells you that um, you know, I was pitching well enough and, and limiting runs, limiting base runners um, enough to get deep in the game. And, and almost every time it's going to tell you that we have a chance to win that game. Um, and so and so for me, you know, trying to lead – whatever team or whatever um, league I'm in and innings pitched is, is kind of a goal because uh, you know, I want to be a, a workhorse type of a, a pitcher. And I think I have the ability to do that. I have the ability to, you know, maintain my stuff into the seventh, eighth inning. Um, and so all, I, I feel like all of my best outings have, have gone seven um, in, in, in this year and, and last also. Um, the other thing I'm, I'm looking at is uh ground ball percentage um you know trying to get get guys to hit the ball on the ground 
um, especially with the sinker and the changeup um, combination that I'm using a lot. Um, and so just kind of limiting free bases, which, you know, something like we mentioned, I did not do well. Um, and, and just kind of getting through innings and, and um, low pitch counts. And what's been your favorite part so far about going through this minor league system and kind of working your way up now to AAA? Is there a memory that you've had going through this that maybe something clicked or maybe it was a great outing? What's been your favorite part so far going through all of this? Uh, I'd say my, my favorite part, honestly, was last year getting to, to play in a playoff game, um, getting to play in a, a, a game that, you know, matters a little bit um, was, was kind of fun in, in Fredericksburg and at home and, uh, you know, getting to see our team and the other team fired up and, and wanting to really compete. Uh, that was that was the most fun that I've had, definitely. You threw a gem in that game, too. Really, really good uh, in that start. A uh, couple of other things we can bounce around minor league-wise with you in a second and, and just about your off-field exploits and what makes you tick. But I did want to get your thoughts on a couple of your teammates who you've had a chance to see a lot of this year. I know you just got bumped up to AAA, but at the AA level, um, James Wood has been one of the talks of, of minor league baseball. He's going to the Futures game. Uh, he's almost your height. I mean, he's six foot six plus, and the guy can fly and play center field. What have you thought about getting to watch him every day for better part of a, a month and a half now? I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is just freak athlete. Um, you know, we're we're almost the same height. We're probably within an inch, half an inch, something like that. But his legs are so much longer than mine, and his, his <laughs> stride is absurd. Um, so, you know, he he has the ability to, you know, get triples frequently, um, get those hustle doubles um, that a lot of guys that have his power do not have the ability to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, he hit the, the furthest ball I've probably ever seen. He hit the absolute top of the scoreboard in uh, Harrisburg. Um, that was, that was incredibly impressive. And, and really the most impressive thing about him is how consistent he is. If he strikes out twice in a game, he doesn't care. He's going to go out, for that third at bat and he's just going to go get a hit. He's not going to be a guy that comes in and slams a helmet, um, you know, comes in and, and gets mad about the umpire. Oh, that, that was, that was ball, whatever. Um, which is super mature for how young he is. And so that's what I've, I've really been most impressed with. Well, and along those same lines, we, when we came out and saw you, I made this comment to Grant about Robert Hassel. I was like, this guy just looks like he's already been a pro for a couple of years. Is that the kind of the vibe you get from him as well? Cause he just seems like a guy that goes about his business. He's very professional about everything. And, you know, obviously he's been having a little bit of struggles this year, but he hit a whole three run home run the other day, but it just seems like a guy that is going to be a pro for a long, long time. What were your thoughts on him? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, professional. I don't think there's a doubt in his mind that he's um, going to have a good day every time he shows to, up to the park. Um, you know, he's he's got a lot of confidence. He's got a lot of, um, I guess, just drive to, to work every day, um, which is, you know, incredibly important. And, um, you know, he's He's got a great hit tool, and and he's gonna keep hitting. I know he's struggling a little bit this year, but I, I you know, he's he's working hard, and um, you know, I have no doubt he's he's gonna have a good second half. All right, my last teammate question or or question about a player that isn't you, as we talked to Jackson Rutledge of the Nationals. I'm curious, put your GM hat on. It doesn't have to be an elite prospect; it could be, but oh, other than the guys we talked about, so Wood and Hassel, like who's the guy that you've played with this year that you go? 
man, that guy should get more run or people should talk about that guy more. That guy's going to play in the big leagues, be a good major leaguer. Give us another name to look out for. I'll give you two. Um, I'll give you a position player and a, and a pitcher. Um, the pitcher is, is the guy that just came up with me, Joel Pagaro. He, um, he's nasty. I mean, he throws a hundred. Um, he's got insanely long arms and, uh, he, he's going to be in the big league bullpen at some point this year. If I had to guess, um, you know, we just, uh, signed him from the Rays, Uh, and you know, he, he, he's just, he's just got really good stuff and he competes too. Um, and then the position player I'd say is, uh, Jacob Young. Um, he's just I a love ball player. Jacob Young. Why does no one ever <laughs> rate him higher? <laughs> he's a ball player. I mean, he's not a big guy. He's um, he's really scrawny, but he gets the job done um, on the base paths, especially. Just creates havoc, um, scores runs that that other guys don't. Um, and you know, he, he he's a guy who I would want as a winner. He, he's just he's just a winner. Um, doesn't necessarily have the power, but but competes every at bat, puts pressure on guys, and and that's something um, that I think is immeasurably important. I was tweeting about him literally last night. Like no one ever talks about him. He ne- he's not even in the top thirty. I don't think in MLB pipeline and the org. And like you look at his, he he has scored as many runs last year as like Aaron Judge or something. It was ridiculous, yeah. like what he's done the last two seasons at the plate, and he played at Florida. It's not like you know he's. Some from some random guy. I don't know. I just I don't get. I guess it's his height because he's listed five ten, but I, he's shorter than that. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> maybe maybe a buck twenty, but <laughs> he hits, <laughs> he feels, and and he can run the bases. That's nice. Well, well, Jackson, one thing we like to do here on Bustin' Loose Baseball is let people know a little bit about you, the guy, as opposed to just a pitcher, as opposed to just a baseball player. So let's get to know you just a little bit off the field. So I'll start by asking you this, because we had Drew Millis on the podcast a little while ago. We found out he's into Pokemon cards and he likes playing. Um, That's I'm an understatement, the- Toby. He's <laughs> very into Pokemon cards. Yeah. I-, I forget the game he played. I-, I forget. But what's your off day activity? What do you like to do when you're just uh, figuring something out to do for the day? What are some hobbies that Jackson Rutledge likes? Well, the generic pitcher answer for me would be to golf. Um, I enjoy golf, and I think every other pitcher in the world does. Um, but I'm also uh, I'm a big foodie, um, so I like to go wherever we're at and kind of find where the best restaurants are um, and kind of check those out. I like to cook on my off days if I can. Um, obviously, a little hard in the hotel, but um, I say that that's that's kind of my big thing. Um, What's your it, best meal that you cook? Like if you're impressing a girl at the at the apartment or something, what are you making? Um, I've made some homemade pasta, like, like, uh, like fresh pasta, um, that I think is pretty good. Um, my girlfriend's Italian, so I guess that kind of, <laughs> that kind of works. Um, and, uh, what's your favorite uh, food to eat when you go out? If you're getting a nice meal, if I'm getting a nice meal, I, I got to go with a steak, um, ribeye, preferably. Of course. Why any not? uh any minor league city stand out for food? I mean, you got some good ones. Any anything stand out immediately for restaurants? Honestly, Richmond overall had a had a pretty good food scene, I'd say. Um and we were there just last week, so so we enjoyed that. What uh what are you what's your most prized possession? Do you have anything that you keep or like when when you set up whenever you get to DC and you buy your your nice place in Scherzer's old neighborhood when you get your big contract and, and you get your man cave set up. Like what's something you can't wait to have displayed? 
I don't know about I don't know about displayed. I think um, the thing that I take the most attention to and, and detail to is probably my car, my, my truck. Um, I'm a big I'm a, I guess I'm a, I'm a big car guy, and so I definitely uh, you know once I uh, have the ability to, would love to have a, a a cool car collection. Well, what's the truck that you're driving right now then? Uh, I've got a Shelby F one fifty. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty good. Have you always been a car guy? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Okay. Uh, how about bucket list thing you want to do with your buddies, or maybe it's with your girl, like well, off season vacation, something like this? What What does Jackson Rutledge want to do? Um, well, I think actually we might be doing it this year. Is uh, this off season going to Italy and um, going to you know check out Rome and all that stuff? That's that's probably on the bucket list. And you mentioned you're a golfer. I'm a golfer as well. So any bucket list courses that you want to get to or any cool courses that you've gotten to play already? And I got to hear this. I actually haven't played that many cool courses and I need to, but um, I'd say the, the, the number one on the bucket list would be the old course, St. Andrews. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's, that's probably definitely on the goal sheet in the next few years. Are you good by the way? Like what's your handicap? I'm like a 12 handicap. I'm I'm okay. You're pretty. <laughs> I good, definitely right? got teammates that are uh, that are way better than me. Who, are who's you... the best uh, Nats like minor league golfer? Uh, probably Lucas Knowles. He um, I think in in high school he had more offers to play college golf than college baseball. No way. So, so if you go out with him, you want you want him and your when you're playing best ball, you want him and your foursome. <laughs> oh yeah, big time. Are you, are you a bomber off the tee, being as tall as you are? On a good day, yeah. Um, yeah, it depends on the day, but <laughs> I can get it out there. Well, Jackson, we can't keep you much longer, man. We appreciate the time. Thank you, and uh, best of luck getting going here in AAA. Hopefully, we'll be seeing you at Nats Park, coming over and saying what's up at the uh, locker very soon. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Jackson. Cool to have Jackson Rutledge on the podcast. Really, really good dude. I will say, Toby, he's a guy that I've known and kind of interacted with and interviewed dating back to when he was drafted. He has always been very accessible and accommodating and friendly. Uh, I just like the guy. I root for the guy, even when he was struggling. You know, you could just tell he's a good dude, and he, he takes baseball seriously. I, I like him a lot. Yeah, it's awesome. He's been able to stay healthy. It looks like he's turned a corner, so hopefully we can see him with a big league club soon.